0: But here's my question Who are the ladies? Avi, where are the ladies?
1: Hey, guys you're listening to the lady cast i'm alex laughlin and this week i had my birthday and i turned 25 and i had a lot of feelings about it so instead of doing a regular episode i'm going to do a special short conversation with my friend julia carpenter who is somebody you all know and we're going to talk about being 25 because we talk about this a lot yeah here's our conversation
0: Does your body feel creaky? Yes.
1: <laughs> so um, I turned 25 yesterday. Yay. You turned 25 a few months ago.
0: I did, yeah.
1: How I was had, it? Like,
0: it was fine. I meant before we were going to sit down to look at my Instagram and see if I had Instagrammed. I actually can't remember what I was doing. I remember I didn't want to party and I didn't want anything, but I'm already kind of like not – I love other people's birthdays, but I was, like, not really wanting to do anything for mine anyway. I remember you, me, and Lindsay got brunch, like, way later in the week. I think you went away. I think I did, too. I'm trying to remember if I was in New York or if, like, I went home. I can't really remember. You weren't
1: super excited to turn 25? No. I'm not excited to be 25. Why not? It's – I think it's two
0: things. Like, I was thinking about it when I was walking over here to talk to you about it. I think the first part – Right. Is that like literally every single time I turn a year older, I do this awful, awful thing where I don't think about, oh, my God, like 24, like what a beautiful year where I accomplished so much. I immediately zoom back to like, wow, I've done nothing, you know, which isn't true. Like that's not what I would say. But I think like I have never done a bank transfer before. I'm 25. I did one today. And I was like, how do I not know how to do this? Why does this feel scary? Why am I asking all these questions? Like, I'm so ill-equipped to be an adult. And then the other part of this, when I was saying that it felt weird and I feel weird to be 25, is that it's, like, this weird thing where I finally realized when I when I turned 25, the birthday felt different because I was like, oh, I am, like – kind of no longer in girlhood like I can still claim girlhood and be like oh I'm a girl like a young girl who's like on the make learning her life like figuring it out along the way but like I'm officially now on the other side of that where it's like kind of yeah it's it's kind of like a reality check where I'm like oh wow like gotta get the womanhood down like gotta gotta handle the bank transfers gotta like worry about my 401k. Like, I'd never had surgery before. Like, now I've had surgery. All of this weird little stuff that started cropping up where I was like, I, I like, want to savor the growing up more. and Which is silly. I'm, of course, going to be growing up my whole life, but it's still mm-hmm. a feeling.
1: Well, there's the thing you said about turning another year older and being like, well, that's yeah. another year and I haven't done what I wanted I feel that too and I felt that also but when I actually think critically about that thought like I don't have anything that I wanted to do that I haven't done at that moment yet. So true. Like there actually isn't anything that like I wish I had done in this last year or in my life which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, But I think it's just sort of like when you're young you have all of these years ahead of you and as each one ticks by it's like they're actually happening. Real. You know?
0: I'm identifying with that very hard.
1: Also, there's, like, a really gross part of it. You are you have one less year to make a 30 under 30 list. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's a thing. And we it's, agree. like, something I think about. We agree. Yes. It's so horrible. So horrible. I was actually talking about this in
0: therapy, which is, like, a very 25-year-old thing to say. But I was talking about this with my therapist because... She's been working exclusively in D.C. her entire career, and the vast majority of her clients are young 24-, 25-, 26-year-old women. And I was talking to her about this, and I was like, I just feel like every year, and I feel this with New Year's, too, where I'm like, this is the year I need to, like – hit the reset button or, like, this is the year that I'm, like, going to kick it up or, like, this is the year I'm going to indulge in self-care. And it's – I'm just not good at sticking to those resolutions. And I can kind of, like, laugh at that about myself now. But it leads to this sense of, like, what am I meant to be doing? Like, is this right? Like, someone gut check me. Like, someone tell me if this is okay. Like, it's, like, this constant craving of validation. And she was super laissez-faire about this. And she was just like, yeah, that's what everyone says. (laughs) She was like it's just an interesting time and I was like oh really okay and she's like everyone who comes in and sees me she she said nobody really talks to her about their relationship she has to like coax that out of them nobody wants to talk about their parents she has to like cajole them into like talking about family issues the vast majority of people are just like I feel listless and scared and like I'm doing a bad job and like that's why they're in therapy and that's like what we're all like our generation yes
1: yes. Our, so our friend Lauren mm, Katz mm-hmm. at Vox published this compilation of um, pieces of advice that people wished that they had known when they were 25. It's so nice. It was so comforting. It's so nice. Um, it's like a bath of words. <laughs> yes. And yeah. and I feel like the the consistent message across them, whether it was for relationships or health or profession or just like general existence, has been like – you're okay. (laughs) I know. Like, you're gonna be okay. I know. Here, let me pull it up and I can read a couple of them.
0: Um, It's funny because I posted that on Facebook and the woman who taught me Sunday school as a child commented on it. And I think she thought it was like, you know, a prompt to like share advice (laughs) for young people. And she's so lovely. But she commented and said, don't be afraid of disapproval. It will keep you from soaring. True. (laughs) And I was like, Good fucking advice, Deacon Jerry. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Here's one that really resonated with me. It's not a race. Don't be so busy trying to be grown up and, Mm. quote, successful. You have time for that later. You don't have to fit into the box that society says is successful. Learn to listen to what really matters in your heart. Mm. And I think that's kind of like what my goal is going to be for this year is ditching this idea of – like, institutional success. Yes. Like, rising up through the ranks. There's a part of me that's very strongly committed to, like, having a good job and, Mm -hmm. you know, working at a big company and making a lot of money and being in charge. But that's all coming from my ego. It's not like I actually want that. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I had this realization actually, like, a couple months after my birthday
1: where I was like, a lot of this
0: stuff... That I write down as a goal isn't really stuff that makes me happy. You know? And I was like, why do I want this so badly? Like I'm literally craving it and yearning for it and working nonstop for it. Do you feel comfortable saying what it is? I mean, one of the ones one of the ones I feel really strongly is that I want like this is I can like barely even say it. Like, I really want to be identified as a writer. Like, I really want to, like, see the words. And I was like, but I don't even care about titles. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. I literally make up a title every time I get interviewed for anything because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't care. So why does that one feel important? It's, like, so much about, like, outside messaging in a way that, like, obviously the important thing is that, I feel like I'm a writer. Yeah. Like, why don't I want that?
1: Well, it's this like like Facebook status psychology Yeah. that I, I point to that I specifically. Love that. I love that. It's like the reason that I was so stressed out my senior year of college because I knew that the Facebook statuses were coming where people would announce where they were going. Mm. And I was terrified to have like a silent wall yeah and i think it's similar it's like this version of yourself that you present in front of people yeah of like who you are and it's helpful to have it legitimized in some way i mean i feel that with podcasting too yeah like my job isn't podcasting and then last weekend somebody said oh yeah you do podcasting as a job and i was like what yeah. And that was crazy to me yeah. that somebody said that.
0: It was like that day, I think I told you this, when Margaret, the woman who sits across from me, introduced me to Margaret someone. Margaret Sullivan. Yeah, who's <laughs> so wonderful. Who's a legend. I hope she hasn't listened to this because I'm literally obsessed She with definitely her. won't.
1: We don't have to worry about
0: that. <laughs> um, somebody came by her desk and she introduced me as a reporter. And it, literally, like, my entire body was, like, flooded with just, like, joy and, like, you know, like, oh, my God, that's me, like, reporter on the town, like, had it a <laughs> jaunty angle, notebook out, out for the scoop. And then when, like, this person left and she came back, I was like, thanks so much for introducing me as a reporter. She kind of looked at me and I realized, like, oh, yeah, that's, like, how you think of my job, yeah. you know? And she's also, like, that's how I, that's what I think of you as. Again, though, like, that's a good, I like your goal. Like, I should just internalize that. Like, why isn't that my goal instead of the externalization of it?
1: I mean, it's a really, really hard thing to do. Yeah, I know, right? It's really, really hard.
0: One of the things I wrote in my notebook, I was looking at this when you were like, do you want to come talk? And I was like, I'll look at this and think about it. I was looking at my notebook when, like, a couple months after my birthday, when I was like, yeah, right, like, obsessively listing my goals for the month or whatever. And one of them was, I'm going to try really hard to chill Which I've understood, and I was talking to you about this this week, which I've understood is, like, I'm not a chill person. Don't try and change who I am. But, like, kind of letting go a little bit on the, like, plotting of my life, you Mm -hmm. know? It's really hard, and I'm obviously not doing it well. But I still, like, it's something that, like, I would want for my sisters, you know? Like, I wouldn't want them to be worried so much about, like, controlling the course of their life in the way yeah. I think that I am.
1: Yeah, because you literally can't. You cannot control it. I Well,
0: I was thinking about this this morning when we were talking, too, where I was thinking about your birthday dinner. It was so fun, and we had, like, such a fun time, and I ate amazing Brussels sprouts, and it was great. But... Everyone around that table, I didn't even know them last year except for you and Lindsay. I
1: was i was saying that to Dana on my way back too. Isn't I that like, so interesting? And, and like two years ago, I didn't know most of these people. Yeah. And three years ago, I barely knew you guys. Which
0: is so weird. I like yeah. have to remind myself of that sometimes, which feels really, really odd. But I was thinking about specifically talking to Tanya when she and I were talking across the table about – Wesley Morris's latest piece, which is all about the fetishization of the black penis. Yeah. It's really good. But we were talking about it and I was like, oh, you know what would be so necessary is like a, a pop-up magazine or like a website that is totally dedicated to the dismantling and oral histories of sexual tropes. And we were going back and forth talking about this. And I was thinking like last year, I, I didn't even really know who Tanya was. I thought of her as like sports girl. And, like, I never thought that we would be, like, sitting there talking about sexual tropes and, like, the dismantling of them or the, like, histories of them. And it was this weird thing where I was like, oh, wow, like, I'm really enjoying this. And I, of course, like, couldn't have predicted this. Like, I didn't even – I wouldn't – this conversation would never have even crossed my mind to be having with her. And I felt really, really, like, connected to her and glad she was there.
1: It was so weird. Yeah, Yeah. It was weird. You just like you gotta trust man. You gotta like follow the flow.
0: <laughs> I literally just want though to, for there to be like a bat signal of affirmations to <laughs> every twenty something year old girl in DC. Like I would pay for it for the city every night to just blast one that's like you did good today. Or like today was okay.
1: Or just like today is over. Yeah. It's and, okay. And like it's okay if you didn't change the world today. You know? Real. Like just existing is okay real that's so hard for me to accept
0: (laughs) but that's like a weird thing going back to the 25 thing that's like this weird cementing I was reading about this in Eileen Miles actually she was talking about 30 about turning 30 but I feel it a little bit with 25 where you're kind of realizing at a certain point in a way that's different than all of your other birthdays that like this is your life now Mm -hmm. like you're It's not that it's not going to change and it's not that it's always going to be like this, but there's not the like ever present thing coming around the corner in the way that there is. It's like, these are my friends. This is my apartment. This is my job. These are things that are making up my environment where like. Before you'd be in college or before you'd be 23 and, like, at the very beginning of the working world. And there was always, like, well, oh, like, I'm going to cross this, cross this, cross this. And now it's, like, this is, like, what I've got around me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But it's just, like, a weird realization.
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I've got you around me. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly so we can talk about this stuff
0: all the time. Yeah. It's literally all I think about. <fit. laughs> just buzzing around my brain <laughs> I know we're the kinds of, we're just like the kinds of humans who I'm going to take three steps and be like what was the existential meaning of that walk <laughs> <laughs> what was I processing
1: oh my gosh yeah okay so well weird. thanks for chatting no. with me thanks for inviting who- lo- me <metrorap> And that's the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the Ladycast, you should rate it on iTunes. It would really help people discover the show. Just a friendly reminder, if you are in the D.C. area or along the eastern seaboard, you should come to the Ladycast live show. It's on November 5th. It's a Saturday at 7 p.m. at the Wonderbed Factory, and it's part of DC PodFest. You can get tickets at dcpodfest.com. You can also find instructions for how to get the tickets anywhere on the social networks things. So, um, yeah, check that out. I hope to see you there. Yes. You can follow The Ladycast on Twitter and Instagram at TheLadycast. You can also follow me on those platforms at AlexLass. Subscribe to The Ladycast newsletter at tinyletter.com slash TheLadycast. Thank you to JJ Posway for writing our theme music and to Sarah Lawrence for designing the logo. Okay, I will talk to you guys next week or sometime. I don't know when. In the meantime, go out and do the thing. Bye!